After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Become one of our 25,000 subscribers. It's free, of course, because it's YouTube. So go there, like, and subscribe. Also, check out Off the Floor. That's our new Discord server. We saw a lot of signups, but if you actually want to see anything, it's $2.99 per month. We have nine channels there now. We even have a trade machine channel. So you can come up with anything you want to your heart's desire. We'll take a look at them for you, okay? There's all kinds of stuff on Off the Floor. The other cool thing is that you literally can chat there 24-7 if you want, but you get the host updates from us, and you also get inside information from the arena. So check it out. It's the Off the Floor Discord. It's right here in the description on the podcast feeds, on the YouTube channel, also at the top of the 5 Reasons Sports Twitter. Also check out Better Edge. Better Edge uses the code 5RSN to give you $20 to play. That's the number 5RSN. This is a stock exchange for sports betting. That's what they call it. It's really social betting, and it's legal. And we have lots of contests there, including a contest that we just put up, which uh, is for A, for the one for the in-season tournament, which I know Heat fans may not be that excited about that at this point. But also we have one for overall leaders in the month of, of December in the NBA. So it's just 10 questions, and all you got to do for that one is, is enter your phone number. So check out betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN, and you'll get $20 to play. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Ran bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power. Have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor playing. Got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. Alex Toledo, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Check out the episodes that we posted over the weekend, an episode of The Floor Crew. We call in our cleanup crew, Jonathan Ramlikan, and those guys going through the week that was for the Heat and looking ahead. And also an episode that Greg and I did grading all the players on the Heat roster through the first 20 games, our star student, Duncan Robinson with an A plus uh, from both of us. This was in regard to expectations. So again, I've got Alex, I've got Brady. Today we're going to focus on something that's a little bit more timely for this team, as they got a couple of days off prior to going up to Toronto. A Wednesday game that was added to the schedule. Remember, they were holding off on some games because the in season tournament. 
Uh, and then Friday, they host Cleveland, the return of Max Struess to South Florida. But at least on Wednesday night, Bam Adebayo is not going to play. And so this is now going to be the fourth game that he sat. He also missed half of another game. And when he has not played this season, there have been some struggles, particularly lately. Uh, the Pacers are a very good offensive team. We know that even without Tyrese Halliburton. But that was ridiculous the other night. And so what we're going to get into, how much of this is Bam not playing? And how much of a concern it is that Bam misses time? Because he has been very durable throughout his Heat career, but he missed time a couple of years ago. They managed to figure it out for a little while. They've tried Deadman, Zeller, all kinds of different guys. Now this year, Thomas Bryant was supposed to be the solution. They've got Kevin Love. Orlando Robinson had, I think, 16 points the other night, but did a lot of things defensively that seemed to frustrate Spolstra. How would they handle an extended absence for Bam Adebayo? But I'll start here before we get to the future. How much of the way that they've played defensively, Brady, is a result of the fact that Bam has not been on the floor? Yeah, I was just saying today, even for zooming out from the Bam thing in general, like the defense is the thing we keep coming back to that feels like the biggest problem this season, which is not what we expected, where there's just a lack of consistency there. They're third in three-point shooting percentage this season. And if you were to tell me that before the season, I'd say, oh, they've got to be well over 500 through 20 games. But the defense has been the reason that they're in this spot. And obviously no Bam hurts this even more so. And I'll say, I, I remember we did this episode, it, it, I think it was probably before the season, where we kind of talked about who's the most important, where we went through the scenarios of each guy of kind of if they miss time, what would kind of be the most important one. And I remember when I said we kind of all agreed that Bam was kind of the most important one. And one of the main reasons for that is because if Bam is out, it puts more stress on Jimmy in November. It puts more stress on Jimmy in December. It puts more on him offensively to have to do more things on the ball, and it's just not something that they've just ever done a ton of. And obviously, you're, you were now combining two of the guys that we were discussing in Tyler and Bam, and now the offense is just – it's just all over the place because they have to play a diff totally different style than they want to at this point in the season. But I know you asked about the defensive side of things, and obviously – the two guys, the three guys that they're going to, Thomas Bryant, Orlando Robinson, and Kevin Love, you have to play a specific style with. You have to – with Orlando and Kevin Love, it's – everything is a blitz. And I think you saw in that last game how frustrating it could be for, for a coach and Derek Spolstra where he's sitting here yet, screaming at players, running out on the court to call timeouts because there's just – there's just small margin for error when you play that style that just one – mess up of an off ball spacing wise and all of a sudden it's a direct pass inside for an easy bucket so that stuff can add up the one thing i'll say and i and i was kind of thinking about this like what because i'm sure we're going to talk about alternatives and what they can do the first thing i think of that they can maybe do more of and it's not something that i think a lot of heat fans enjoy the thought of but is going to more small ball it's something that they've done a lot of in the past it's stuff that you know obviously there's there's issues to it because you're obviously going to be have a disadvantage in size or maybe rebounding or stuff like that but it can do stuff for the defensive side of things where if maybe they could put out a lineup where we've seen Haywood at the five or Jamal Kane or, or one of these guys where they just switch everything. They basically just go all over the place and say, we're just going to try to flatten you out and make you play through your big that you don't want to play through. You don't want to play post-up basketball. So that's the thing, the question they're going to start having to ask themselves, but 100%, everything changes when you're not without Bam Adebayo because he's the anchor on both ends. So they have to figure this stuff out quickly. Uh, and it starts obviously on Wednesday night in Toronto. Alex, I don't think any of us thought that Thomas Bryant was going to step in and do BAM-like things. There's very few people in the world who can do BAM-like things, and Thomas Bryant is definitely not one of them. I mean, this is not a surprise that he was going to struggle with certain things defensively. Uh, and there's a reason that he's been played out of rotations in other places, whether it was the Lakers or Denver 
or whatever. But there was some excitement about him and that he could provide something for you in the minutes that Bam was not on the floor. And I think we had some of that excitement when we watched him in the preseason. What's happened there in your view? Because I, it does not seem like Spolstra considers him to be a primary answer. And after being in Brooklyn and watching him start that game or start both halves, I, I understand why. Yeah, no, I just think every time you see him play at this point, um, sorry, I'm losing my track because I think we're losing, we're losing Brady Hawk here. If anybody's watching on YouTube, this I think we've lost yeah. Brady Hawk for the rotation. That's it. That's, I don't know if Brady's not trying a to sabotage me either. Brady apparently. No, the, his camera just started glitching at the thought of Thomas Bryant playing defense, and I think that's what it comes down to: is he just doesn't move very well. And I'm, again, not trying to be harsh, something like that. It's just kind of, you know, like you said, it's why he's been played out of rotations before. I think, unfortunately, because of some of the injury history he had earlier in his career, like he just moves like he's 10 years older than he is. Like I'm just flat out. He doesn't move like somebody who's 25, 26. Um, and I think, you know, just looking at some of the numbers here, I, I did a quick, you know, on off uh, surf when it comes to Orlando, Kevin Love and Thomas Bryant. So uh, Orlando Robinson plus 9.44 in 96 minutes. Kevin Love, plus 12 in 248 minutes. And I'm talking about uh, net rating here, not point differential. So this is per 100 possessions. So Orlando Robinson, plus 9.44. Kevin Love, plus 12. Thomas Bryan in 168 minutes, negative 8.66. So again, wow. Orlando Robinson hasn't had the same, um, you know, sample size as uh, Love or even Bryant. But Bryant is the one who I think, Eye test wise and numbers wise, you kind of see why he gets played out, and you know everything is. If both things are confirming it, it it's it's kind of hard for me to go away from that because I, I just felt the same way just by watching him. Like I think earlier on in the season, the idea with him was okay. He you can deal with the defense stuff because he's giving you offensive productivity, and I think that's just kind of not been the case every time he plays anymore. Where I felt like maybe that would be. Right. It's like, OK, you're going to get a, a guy, Thomas Bryant, who can come in and give you a few buckets down low. I mean, there was he, he likes to face up, which is like a nice part of his game that, you know, I wasn't too aware of. Like he just faces up and drives the physicality, but it's just not consistent enough where it's like it's worth playing him over the guy that, you know, has been great for you as, as a five with love. So now if you're talking about no bam, honestly, the way that it's looking right now, it could just be recency bias. But from what I've seen. Like the my five rotation would be Love in Orlando. And like Brady said, I would have, you know, for certain matchups and certain lineups, like, you know, the series against the Pacers there, like they, they had, there was times there where they weren't running a five and where it was Obi Toppin at the five. And I'm like, okay, that's the type of lineup. I could definitely see the Heat going all small for. Um, so I think that's just kind of what you have to do at this point being. And I think a lot of the, you know, Orlando and Kevin's net ratings might come down in this stretch without Bam, just because Bam, I think, does so much for the team. Uh, but I think you just kind of got to deal with what you have. And like Brady said, you're going to have to be playing the, you know, the certain um, coverages you do. Like when you hedge uh, and recover with love or when you blitz with Orlando, you're going to kind of just have to depend on your coverages and depend on the execution and just kind of, it is what it is. You got to play around their deficiencies. And now I think those deficiencies will come a little bit more to the light because they're going to have to take up, you know, soak up those minutes that Bam was playing, and it's going to be divided amongst those guys. And you're going to see some of those warts a little bit more. 
I think when we talk about the other possibility of just playing small, I, I don't think that was the front office's intention this year. Like, I, I understand, Brady, you're talking about how they could do it. Spolster has leaned into it. But one of the things that was said to me repeatedly was, okay, we're better up front. Like, last year, we didn't have functional bigs. They knew that. Like, they had to go get Zeller during the season. They were playing Deadman because they didn't have anybody else, and they were trying to justify that contract a little bit early before they were finally able to unload it. Uh, but this was not supposed to be happening this year. I mean, and again, I, I understand. Like, you lose your best players, you're going to have a drop-off. Like, I get that, okay? You lose Jimmy, you're going to have a drop-off. But the drop-off from Jimmy to the other wings on this roster is very small compared to what the, the drop-off is from Bam to the other bigs. Like, uh, you can get by, I think, at this point without – we've seen it in minutes and games, but even – Full games, I think, at this stage with, okay, more Hawkes, more Caleb now that he's healthy, more Josh. I mean, that's three options right there. More Duncan to run. And then if you have Tyler, <laughs> more Tyler, right? We saw without Tyler, you can go to Duncan. And, you know, even – and we thought that they didn't have enough spacing to start the season potentially. They lose Tyler Hero, but Duncan Robinson has been so good. And as you've mentioned, they're still third in the league in three-point shooting. But the drop-off from Bam is still huge. And I, I don't – no, we were having this debate on playback the other night. I know our guy Eternal was, you know, was pushing for them to make a trade for a backup five. I still think getting help for the guard room is more important long term, simply because even short term, only because I don't think there are a lot of backup fives out there that help too much. So I guess in one sense, I'm saying I kind of understand the front office's predicament because there, the drop off is going to be greater from Bam to others at that position when you look around the league than it might be from Jimmy to others at his position. But I just, I guess I just didn't think 20 games into the season we'd be here where it's like, okay, if they lose BAM for three weeks, they're screwed, <laughs> it looks like to me. 100%. And I want to say also that we keep talking about the bigs in the context of BAM being out because obviously that's natural in terms of them stepping in. But I feel like the guards are the ones that have to be better with BAM out. Like they're they're the focus right now because if you're looking at these past games and, and – uh, Spo has never really, I guess, detailed about the exact issues that are happening when, like, after a game, usually. But the fact that he came out and was like, this was our worst ball containment game of the season. Like, this, and obviously, that is a clear statement after you watch what happened in that Pacers game. But it's 100% the case. And you're obviously getting worse defensively because you're playing these other bigs behind Bam. But these guys are not making it easier on them that they're just walking into the paint now, and Orlando is dealing with two on a pick and roll and having to kind of dictate that and contain uh, the guys like Josh guys, like all, all these guards, Caleb Haywood, all anybody that's guarding at the perimeter just have to be better across the stretch to make up for that, to kind of overcompensate for that loss. So I feel like that's probably going to be the biggest thing we're, we're going to keep saying. I think probably more zone is probably the, the, the play here just so you don't have to ask these guys like Orlando and Kevin Love to just every play, uh, go and be, be guarding at half court and trying to sprint back into their spot. Like you could do it for the spot minutes that they usually play. But now when you're playing in the massive minutes role that you're playing in terms of stepping in for Bam, it's just a lot more that you have to do. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing. But I just keep coming back to it. It's, it's a tough spot to be in that. I didn't think we'd be at this point in the season talking about the defense kind of being problematic. And then now you're without Bam and it's just – now it feels like a bit of a scramble where now you're just trying to say to yourself, like if you had Tyler right now, you could say, okay, maybe we could just score a ton. Like maybe we could just lean into the offense and score a ton, but they can't really lean into the offense right now either. 
Like they lost their potentially their best scorer and their best defender. So it's like you're in this no man's land right now where you're just trying to just stay balanced, I guess, and try to fight your way through in this weird stretch, which they've done before. Like I'll say this again, like we keep talking about them losing guys. They've done this has been a normal thing for them every year. They've lost guys, they figured things out. But they're going to need a little bit more from the defensive side of things, especially when we're talking about Orlando and Kevin Love. Because as Alex mentioned, I think Thomas Bryant's pretty much on the outside looking in. Just from a consistency perspective, just from a, a trust perspective, they know what they're getting at this stage from Orlando more than they need Thomas Bryant on a night-to-night basis. Well, they know what they're getting, but it didn't stop uh, Spolstra from being a little annoyed at some of the rotations, uh, some of the things they're playing. But I, I would agree. I think with Orlando Robinson last year, what we saw was – he just kind of kept them even. And that's what you were looking for after what happened with Deadman. And then he got played out because Zeller came in. It was actually good for a couple of weeks, but there's diminishing returns with any of these bigs. There's a reason that they don't stay in one place for very long. In some cases, it's like a Thomas Bryant who has kind of made himself into a player. In other cases, it was Cody Zeller who was a top 10 pick. Like it's just, it's to find, you know, functional bigs that don't hurt you in the modern NBA is tough. They, it, it's a different developmental system than it used to be where uh, it seemed like every team was looking for these. And so the, the colleges would groom them a certain way. It's, it's not the same as it was. Um, Orlando Robinson, I felt always like he would pass Thomas Bryant because he's their guy and they kind of, and, and they've had a program with him from the beginning to get him to a certain point. And they tend to have more success with those guys. And that's why, Whenever all these free agents were out there this year, these low-end free agents, I kept saying they would prefer to give their developmental guys a shot because they've not had a lot of success with the retreats over the years that haven't been there. So they had success with some, but again, look at the way Josh Richardson is starting to thrive, at least offensively looks more comfortable now. Well, he's their guy. <laughs> he was their developmental project initially. So there's a comfort level there, and they kind of know what they can give and what they can't. On the other side of this, I want to get to a question. So think about this. Is Bam being out exposing some of these guys defensively? Because we've talked about how they have so many more plus defenders than they used to have, right? Like they don't have to play three poor defenders on the floor. But sometimes I think like, are we giving some of these guys individually too much credit for their defense? Because you have essentially, you know, an athletic anomaly <laughs> who covers up for everything, not just like a Gobert does inside the paint, but sideline to sideline and all the way out past the three-point line, which most teams, uh, well, pretty much no teams actually have. All right, we do want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you have a big problem, as in like a big leak, uh, water, mold, or any of that, reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida. Based in Boca Raton, our friends Michael Robert, their whole team, they're good, honest people. They've got a really good business. If you go to Google, they got more than 70 plus five star reviews. I keep saying that it's actually more than 85 now. Check it out at Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. They do the preventative maintenance, all that stuff. But of course, if you have any kind of a problem, we know with the flooding recently in Broward County, many did. You want to reach out to them at that point because they'll help get it cleaned up for you. And we also know, again, the insurance companies don't take care of everything. So make sure um, that you reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida and they'll go through that entire process with you. So it's WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up. 
who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let me ask that question, Alex. Have we overrated some of the Heat's individual defenders? It's a tough one. I don't care if you gave me time. Are they Bam Merchants? Are they Bam Merchants? How many of them are Bam Merchants? No, I'm glad that you framed it that way because I think that's just what you were saying. So I'm glad you just come right out and say it. Are they Bam Merchants? No, I don't think so. Now, what I will say is it's – it's fitting that you asked me this question after the last game, which was which was just such a defensive uh, crap show to censor myself, right? And I can't imagine what it was like watching Spo from Meteor Row, and it, he must have been just like the 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 body movements and the body language that he that he shows off when he's mad and the team isn't playing defense and they're just messing everything up and nobody's rotating. Like it must have been all over the place. I know he. He must not have taken well to that because it was it was awful. It was completely awful. It, se- it seemed like they took the night off, and then uh, it was just bucket after bucket after bucket watching that game. And then you look at the box score after, and it's like, damn near the entire team has scored like 15 or more points, it looks like. And, um, you know, again, it's hard to talk about that. Um, hard to talk about this after that game. But, no, I do think they have a lot of positive defenders. I do think, though, when Bam is out, you have to be on top of your game. Like, there's no Bam Adebayo waiting there to clean up your mistakes. And although you, you said it, it's, he's not. It's not like a Rudy Gobert rim protector thing. That's just one of the many ways Bam cleans up things for them, right? Whether it's uh, on the ball, off the ball, you know, after a switch, uh, on the boards, at the rim, on the perimeter. Like he, he does a little bit of everything on the defensive end, and that's kind of I think it's comforting to have as a defender because it's like. I can overplay a little bit or I, maybe I can help in a situation here where I wouldn't if Bam is here, right, in certain situations. And I just think, like, 
that Band-Aid just completely gets ripped off when he's out because of that drop-off we're talking about um, defensively with Love, Robinson, and Bright. Again, all to different degrees. They're not all the same player, but it just is what it is. The, the drop-off is huge, no matter who you talk about uh, with the bigs on their roster. And at that point, you just can't be, you can't be messing up. Like, that's what it comes down to. Your margin for error just gets all that much smaller because you know that you, the big back there is in a certain coverage because they're trying to cover up their defensive warts. And like I said before, um, you're going to see Love and Robinson's defensive warts come up a little bit more because they're playing more minutes. But you could also see that to, to a lesser extent with some of these wings because of you know that effect of not having Bam around. But no, I don't think they're Bam merchants. I just think they got to get on top of their game and uh, knowing that Bam is out, I do think these guys are all positive defenders. So I think Haywood is a great defender. I think Caleb, Josh, Hakas are all good defenders. And I think Kyle, for you know, for what we expect of him, has been good for them this season on both ends. So I, I think they have enough to get through this point with Bam out. Um, but like I said, the margin for error is just that much smaller. Like you can't afford for all these stretches without defense. And it's just, it can get ugly real quick because of who you're deploying at the five uh, without Bam. See, I kind of feel like Josh Richardson, uh, Brady, uh, played one of his worst defensive games I've ever seen the other night so that his, his buddy Bam can get more consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. Now, don't aggregate that. But it, 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 was, it was kind of remarkable. I think there is a letdown, obviously, because um, when a guy like that goes out, you are expecting certain things to get taken care of. And I, I think then you look around, you're like, okay, there's nobody here to do this. Uh, you know, and... So it does put more on each of them as individual defenders and to guard their man because they don't have somebody who can switch uh, and take care of some of that stuff. So I guess overall my thought is this should actually strengthen his defensive player of the year case, but what it's going to actually do is it's going to hurt it because the Heat are going to end up finishing further down in defensive rating than they should. Uh, so if they end up like 13th instead of 9th, if they heat They're 16 right rating, now. Right, correct. That's right. So if, 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 if they don't end up in the top 10 and then we look back at this stretch of games he doesn't play, oh, well, he didn't. He wasn't an anchor of a top 10 defense when the reality is when he played, but nobody's going to care about that nuance because they just want to vote for a guy who basically just gets a bunch of blocks and can't do anything else. I mean, I mean, right? I mean, he, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year again, right, Brady, even though he's the most important defensive player in the league. I don't think he probably would have won it if he was top 10 in defensive rating and played all 82 games. Like, they're going to find – they're always going to find something every year. It's a new, a new reason to it. It doesn't matter what happens. So I'm kind of over that case, but I will say just to bounce off what you were saying before, we think back in past years, like when they've been without bam, because it, it always the defense has gotten worse when they've been without bam. Like it's always going to be the case, but like during those stretches, they never lean on offense. Like they never have, even when we talk about in the offset off season, they never do. And I feel like they always used to get games in the mud without Bam in some capacity, even if it wasn't pretty basketball or wasn't a great defensive performance. That's just not what they're doing right now. Like even it's a hard, it's a tough example because they just played a extremely high powered offense in the Pacers and a fast paced team that you're not getting that team in the mud. Like that's not happening. But I think Toronto on Wednesday is going to be a really good example of this. Like we're going to see how they play because if all of a sudden now you're another offensive matchup with the Toronto Raptors, that's kind of telling that they're playing a different style than they're used to without Bam because they still have always just done different things to get to that point. But 100% I agree with Alex, what he was saying before. I don't think it's a – I wouldn't go and say that a lot of these guys are Bam merchants defensively. But I do think you realize like there's certain stuff that like 
you just don't see their minor mistakes that usually just get covered up and we don't even talk about. Like there's games where I think Hawk has been like a really good ISO defender. Uh, but there's been points like without Bam where you see him get cut off ball, where off ball he's kind of gets caught sleeping a little bit and there's all of a sudden there's a, a layup backside. That probably happens frequently when we look into it a little bit more, even when Bam's playing. But Bam's the one rotating over. All of a sudden, it's a kick to the wing. The Heat are rotating, and they're flattening you out defensively. And all of a sudden, we're not even talking about that that mishap defensively. When Bam's not playing, Thomas Bryan or Orlando Robinson is not quick enough to rotate down low, and all of a sudden, it's a layup down there. So everything changes just because of that. So you just can't – it's really about the mistakes. You just cannot have as many minor mistakes on defense when you're without Bam. And that is literally – his case for defensive player of the year. The fact that you he can cover up every player on the floor's defensive mistakes night in and night out that you don't even get to talk about certain stuff. Like that's his defensive excellence along with the impact, along with the fact that you can switch coverages with them, along with everything else that we know about Bam Adebayo defensively. I just think these are the type of games where it's just it's the perfect example of why he's the best defender in basketball. I have a, I one quick think... tidbit, Ethan, about this topic yes. here. I, I was doing a quick um, – I, I dove into some – on and off stuff here as far as like these wings without bam and the funny thing is again i'm not going to make any declarations off of this but it, it just kind of made me uh you know chuckle a little bit is that uh so the heat's defensive rating is around 113 right now if i remember correctly which is kind of middle of the pack in the league right when bam sits josh caleb and hawkes i did it all individually without each of them without bam the defensive rating of the team goes from anywhere between 117 to 120 which is not good Highsmith, however, 106 without BAM defensive rating. <laughs> so somehow. My Haywood at the five better. cases being uh, brought back up, I see. Well, there I, you I go. Do think that should be, I do think that's worth bringing up about the other night because they didn't have Highsmith either. And again, yeah. I'm not going to make I'm not going to make excuses for those who played because, like I said, I've watched Josh Richardson play defense for a long time. I've never seen him get beat so much off the dribble as he did that night. The rotations from everybody – were awful. I didn't think Hawkins played a particularly good game on either ends. I thought that was sort of his first really lousy game uh, that he's played probably on both ends, probably an entire time he's been getting regular minutes. So all of these things were happening at once. But the bigger, the big thing is this, all right? You're always going to be worse without your best players. We understand that, okay? It's hard to replace greatness. I think it should be acknowledged that the guy that they've been missing is great. <laughs> he, okay. And then they need to figure out a way to work around his absences because he's also been, with the exception, like I said, of two seasons ago, remarkably healthy. And, you know, we assume Jimmy's going to miss time. We assumed Kyle was going to miss time. Kevin Love was going to miss time. And, yes, we always assume Tyler is going to miss time. But with Bam, we're always like, well, he'll be there. And the reality is that's just not the nature of basketball. Things happen, and, and hopefully for his sake and the Heat's sake, he doesn't get hit on the hip again. Because when you have one of those bruise-type situations – dealt with this covering Dwayne like when he had the bone bruise it was like every he's fine and then every couple weeks and it was he's out for another week he's out for another two weeks so we don't know how long this thing is gonna last all right for Alex for Brady for water cleanup of Florida for better edge all of us are saying the same thing go to off the floor sign up pay the 2.99 a month trust me it'll be worth it some of you got the old off the floor and all we were doing was spamming you with texts trust me this is like 3,000 times better have a good day everybody Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.